Welcome to the Boss Chick Podcast hosted by Kimmy Jane. Hello everyone. On today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure and honor of interviewing Annette Sindiga, who shared her experience working in the Australian military police. And we had a chat about Annette finding work-life balance and her ambitions in the modeling and fashion industry. Annette is a great example that women can have it all. Now let's jump straight into today's episode. So Annette, before we get started, I just want to see, like, how are you? How have you been since Miss World Australia? <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. I've had a massive changes in my life, changed careers recently. So it's been a good change, a nice big change. Um, what else? I'm pretty boring, to be honest. I don't do too much in my life other than just working. But in general, health-wise and life, everything is doing really well at the moment. I'm quite happy. What about you? Um, I'm well, I'm well. I have a new job since um, Miss World and that was also a really good change and one that I really wanted and I haven't really been doing too much else. I'm just sort of like, you know, struggling work and then trying to fit in exercise, time with my dog, watching my favourite TV shows, just the usual sort of thing. Well, I have to ask, what are you doing now? Because I was going to ask you about your time in the Australian Defence Force or the Australian um, Military uh- yeah, so I was working in defense as military police, but I, now I've switched to personnel vetting. So what personnel vetting is, is essentially anyone that has any sort of affiliation with the government has to get a security um, clearance. And there's a different levels. And the company I work with, we, we do the security vetting. So a lot of interviews, background checks, a lot of, it's just me with a glass and I just go in with my little glass and go through <laughs> the entire life. I'm very nosy, so it's a good job for me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good fit for you. So when you were at university, what did you study to be able to get these kinds of intelligence jobs? See, I actually didn't go to uni. So as soon as I finished high school, sorry, Mr. Malika likes to make sure he's included in everything. (laughs) Your dog Um, is so cute. (laughs) Uh, After I finished high school, I joined defense right away. So I didn't go to uni. I didn't really find anything in uni that I wanted to study. So if I didn't go down the defense intelligence-ish sort of pathway, I would have um, studied sports psychology, something I was, because I'm very sporty. So it have been very different role uh, or like fashion, because I a lot of fashion. So I, I, I skipped the uni pathway. I went more towards the life experience pathway. Uh, I have had times where I've thought about going to uni. So I've done a couple of subjects. Um, I've, there's been some degrees I'm interested in, but with the roles that I'm auditing right now, you don't need the degrees to get in. Some people have degrees to get in. I think I sort of, you know, we come away using a different pathway. So I haven't found a need for me to have a degree and go to uni. Thank Christ, because it's expensive and a lot of work. <laughs> it is, it is. No, I agree. I don't enjoy having a hex debt. It's one of those necessary yeah. evils. And mm. when you when you got that life experience and working for the Australian military, do you say military police? Yeah, yeah. What was that like? It seems like a very kind of male-dominated industry. And not, some, not not a job that everyone knows about yeah. or has experience with. Can you tell me yeah. a little bit more yeah. about that? It's definitely like a very male, you know, industry, the whole defense, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, very male dominated. But I think um, I picked a role, you've got to pick a role that suits your personality. And I found for me, military police suited me. Uh, I love 
policing. I love investigations. I love being the one in charge. I'm very bossy, so I like being the one in charge. So, <laughs> so I was like, you know, also like the physical um, aspect of it. A lot of roles are very physically demanding. I'm a small female. I can't be in the infantry pack marching with 40 kilos in my pack. With military police, I've got a car. So I don't think the things are weighed okay. up where I had to pick something that once suits my personality and things that I enjoy. I'm very passionate about policing and investigations and also being realistic with my physical attributes of what I'm physically able to do. You know, I'm all for being a feminist and all that and you know, being in combat roles. But for me, the key is to be realistic, you know, not just you ticking a box. Yes, we've got females in this role, but are they effective females in that role? I'm very big on that. So I made sure to pick a role that I knew I would actually make a difference in and actually contribute in a positive way what was an average day for you when you were in the um, military police so there's two different sides to military police there's the field side and then there's the actual policing side which is what i was doing here in melbourne when i was in darwin i was doing the field which is like the more soldier stuff I'm, i was literally out of you know darwin half the year i wasn't at home so it was me being in the field a lot um typical day it's wake up whatever time you usually it's five o'clock in the morning if you're lucky but you, but it's like but you know sleep the whole night something happens at night is you know a scenario pops up at like two o'clock in the morning really you have to you have to go and you know be watch for an hour or two so on average night you get about four or five hours of sleep if you're lucky so there isn't I can't give you a typical day it's very sporadic but if it's if you're lucky you, you miss out on all the action at night you wake up at usually five six o'clock in the morning there's a lot of action that goes on during that time and then from there it's just job on a lot of scenarios a lot of training a lot of physical work a lot of digging pits a lot of <laughs> any chance you get to have a, have a nap you have a nap that was it <laughs> Currently, <laughs> um, then once I got to Melbourne, it was a lot more scheduled. So it was a typical sort of nine to five, but more like shift work is what it was more like when I came to Melbourne. So, you know, go to work, go to my desk, the usual emails, phone calls, investigations, you know, get to go out to the scenes and check things out. And then if I'm happy, if I'm lucky, I'm back home by 4 p.m., 5 p.m. And so that's what it was. It was a lot more stable in Melbourne compared to Darwin. Mm, no, it sounds like a lot more, like you'd be able to have more of a schedule and a routine in your personal life if you had those standard hours yeah. of work. And now you've yeah. made a change into this new area. Are you enjoying it as much as your previous role? Um, a lot more, a lot more. I think um, the phase of my life that I'm in, my job really suits me. When I was 18 and joined Defence, I really wanted that adventure. I wanted to just have that go, 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 go lifestyle. And now I'm like, no, sit down. Leave me alone, and because I, I, I get to work from home 100% as well, so I'm 100% remote based. Um, I'm a casual worker, but I basically work on a full time basis. So I have a lot more choices of what I do with my life. I, you know, I took the week off this week. I didn't have to ask permission. It's very much all right. I'm done I'm taking the week off. While it's for defense, I would have to write an email, write a bloody minute, write a letter, and do all these things three months, four months prior before I get those two days off. You know, while it's now, everything right now is on my own terms, and I think. Once, you know, you've been a child, you've been through high school, you go to defense, you're constantly being told what to do by everyone. And now I'm at a point where I reached a point where I was out enough, I need to go do my own thing. And now my lifestyle really suits where I need to be mentally. It's much better for my, for my mental health uh, in terms of being happy with my job and getting that job satisfaction. 100% I've got that. I've got a lot more. I feel like I make a difference on a day-to-day -day basis, which is different from defense because there's no war going on ish so um when you're in australia not really you're making a difference in the long run 
but you're not seeing that difference. It's not a rewarding thing day to day. And, you know, we, we, I've, got, I've got my TikTok brain. I need the reward happening every five seconds. <laughs> well, this is my job now. I know I'm making a difference every single day. So that really makes me feel a lot more better at work. It sounds like you have a really rewarding job and also that you have a great work-life balance and prioritizing that. And I guess yeah. a part of that is that you have time to pursue your other areas of interest, like fashion, modeling. I follow you on Instagram, so I see a lot of cool stuff. I did a little bit of stalking and I noticed mm -hmm. that you were signed with an agency. I think it's JR Management. Can you tell me about yeah. that? Um, yeah, I've, I've just signed with them about uh, about a week ago. Um, things are a little slow at the moment because everyone's shutting down for the festive season. Um, so oh. once everything's back up and running next year, I'm going to really dive into modeling. I really want to... Make modeling, I'll say, my main income source is the goal next year. So I really want to make that huge change. Uh, with my job now, I, I have the full flexibility to do that. So that's the best part about it. My life is so much more flexible now. So I really want to really um, dive deep into modeling because it's something I've always loved, but I picked defense instead of modeling. And now that I've finished that part, I'm now ready to do modeling if I get to old. <laughs> I love that you're doing it all and you're making your job work for you, you've got the flexibility and now you can yeah. throw yourself into the world of modeling. Do you feel yeah, prepared definitely. for this new change? Like um, you... Yes, definitely. I find modeling to be, it's it's challenging mentally. It's more of a mental game. It's very much is what I found, you know, when as much as I love the stage and cameras and all that, it's very much a lot of self-talk. I found modeling to be, you have to confuse it. You look pretty, you look this, you have to, it's a lot of constant self-talk, especially without me having that much experience. When I do a photo shoot, a model is a lot more experienced. Those self-doubts do, you know, pick into your mind. And it's mm. usually, uh, it's, it's mentally challenging for me with modeling. I think that's why I really enjoy it because I need that constant mental stimulation. Um, and it's fun as well. <laughs> Do you have any dream goals that you want to hit with modeling, like being in a particular runway show or working with a particular brand? Uh, yeah, I'd say I don't have any um, brands in mind. Like I've got some brands I'm like, oh, I'd like to work like Saba. For, I love Saba. I've RJ as well. I've got some brands I'd love to work with, but I'm not, if I don't, I won't cry about it either. But <laughs> I do have some goals. Like I really want to be in a billboard um in a shopping center as well like those like sh as of the shop those massive oh yeah pictures. yeah i want to go there and be like that's me i see you girl <laughs> um yeah those are my two main goals i really want to be on a billboard and be like in a shopping center i really want to do that those are my two key goals in modeling um i want to get more into runway into the runway space um it'll be interesting but i'm not that tall like you know as much as we say we want the diversity in runways and all that they prefer tall models for a reason. The things, the, the clothes sound very realistic in regards to that. I'm like, mm, I would love to. Is it going to happen? I don't know. I'd probably push towards a little bit more. But if I don't, I won't cry. My two main things are the billboard and the shopping center. I really want to see my face on those. <laughs> I want to see your face on a billboard and in a shopping center too. And I hope I see you post a picture of yourself out the front on your Instagrams. Oh, yeah. Do you have a... <laughs> I know you'll make it come true. Definitely. Do you have a way of sort of like mapping out your goals? Do you use vision boards or is it just all in your head? Uh, no, I use, I currently, I, for the first time in my life, I haven't really set any goals particularly. I've always been very much like, I would, 
like with that being said, I do have my my thirty year my thirty year plan made. So <laughs> as much as I say that, and I know exactly where I want to be in each category of my life at each stage, uh, vaguely. But I'm not as militaristic as I used to be. I used to have every single thing written down. This week, this month, this year, next year, year after that, I was very militaristic about every single thing, uh, which is good because it got me to where uh, I am at twenty three. But now what I found is I don't take the time to just relax. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I did do that. Oh, I did that too. It's always very go, 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 um, which is not great. You have, to, you have to reach a point where you're at least satisfied and not able to appreciate where you are and then move on. I feel like currently in my life, I'm at that point. And I think I'm also, as a woman, I, I'm at a point where I'm, I'm a bit exhausted because I feel like I spend so much time in my masculine energy with defense and all that. I'm very, my life has always been a masculine energy and right now I'm looking to settle more into my feminine energy, just a bit more relaxed, take things a bit more day by day in a very smart way, of course. <laughs> Not that relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I still know exactly where I want to go. Uh, but before being in this phase of my life, it was always a vision board. I always knew exactly where I want to go, when I'm going to get there, how I'm going to get there, what sacrifices I need to do to get there. Um, you have to, otherwise, I mean, everyone's different. Some people have it in their head. For me, I have to write it down in a place where I had like, this massive board and it was in the middle of my living room and I would sit there and I would look every single day. I'm like, that's what I need to do today. This is the end to achieve that. I need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same. I have a vision board and I've had one for years. I just like the constant reminder because I'm, not lazy at heart, but I like to make everything easy and right in my face in terms of like habits and reminders. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's also good to have that balance and not be super yes, strict definitely. with yourself and be disappointed if you're not hitting your daily, you know, <laughs> goals yes. and targets. It's very important, yeah, for your mental health, definitely. Wow. I'm so excited to see what you do over the next couple of years. I think think I'm going to see you <laughs> in Vogue or on the runway and I want to be there front row and watch you. Before we wrap up, I have to ask, how did you find uh, Miss World? Because obviously we were both contestants earlier this year. It feels like it was last year, but it was, I think, April this year. Well, it feels like a lifetime ago. How did you find being a national finalist in the Miss World Australia beauty pageant? Look, I'll answer it um, honestly and truthfully. Miss World was a, it was an interesting experience. I think the whole the way the whole thing was ran. In my experience, as that being my first pageant, and I've got a lot of friends in the pageant world, who've done other pageants you know when you compare the notes I, I found that my experience is very different to the experiences I didn't get the real pageant experience that I was hoping to get with Miss World um yeah I, I did find I, I, I just cap it in in saying the culture is not what I expected in, within Miss World it was quite disappointing to be honest um I think we sort of we all had goals to wanted to achieve this well, an expectation of what experience to have, which is that, you know, where everything is equalized, there's no bias within um, the pageant world of Miss World. And that was that's my that, that is my expectation for every single thing that I that I partake in. Um and I found that to be not the case with Miss World. So I, I was disappointed with how the whole thing was ran, in my opinion. Uh would I do it again? No. Would I recommend it? No. Um I wouldn't. Uh, I, but, I, but there's plenty of other pages in Australia that I see that you, congratulations. You oh, are, yeah, thank uh, you. <laughs> Galaxy. That's a pageant, you know, I've had, I've stopped them. I love how they do their thing. Um, 
I'm not too sure they ran by the same company, but from what I've seen, it looks good. I would recommend literally in the, any other pageant than, than Miss World Australia, to be honest. Uh, um, but, you know, there was still some good parts in the, within the whole pageant. The, the best part was making the friendships, for sure. You know, I met so many lovely, lovely, lovely ladies and, you know, built friendships for the long run. And I'm very grateful for that, definitely. Yeah. I mean, pageants... <laughs> it's tough you put so much on the line when you go into a pageant and you always hope for the best and I think you walk away from it everyone comes away with something different from the pageant and I think however they're like 22 or 25 girls everyone has such a different experience um but I think overall hopefully you've come away with some nice beautiful photos good friendships good experiences (laughs) and just another another experience under your belt and your photos were beautiful throughout the competition thank you oh fantastic all time i I love the dress that you wore it had the pants as well lovely oh i love that too i wish it was mine but a nice designer lent that to me and i just wanted to keep it but (laughs) i had to give it back (laughs) unfortunately oh dear oh well annette Thank you so much for being generous with your time today. It's been an honor to interview you and learn more about you and what you do. I think you're incredible. I can't wait to watch your journey on Instagram, seriously. And uh, if you ever are going to be on a catwalk um, in Melbourne or Sydney, let me know because I would genuinely love to come and watch you. I think you will be incredible because you are so great on stage at uh, the Miss World pageant. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And likewise to you, I can see you with your podcast and Instagram. You're definitely going places. And I can see the amount of work you put in as well. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, you're doing your job and everything. And it's you basically have two jobs at the moment. When you do the podcasting and Instagram and all that and do your full-time job, you essentially have two jobs. And mm. good on you. Thank it takes you. A lot to do. Thank Thank you. you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and have a nice time over the festive season. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for being a guest. (laughs) Bye. Bye.